Hey, hey, friend. So you're homeschooling, and you're also trying to keep up with the regular housework. And now you're saying, what? I need to spring clean too? How can us homeschool moms tackle this urge that we get to deep clean the house and freshen everything up? How can we do this in a realistic way, still keep up with the regular day-to-day, and not lose our minds? That's what we're going to dive into right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Real quick before we get started, today's episode is sponsored by Berkey Water Filters. I've told you about how it's the best water ever. My whole family agrees on that. I've told you about how our company, anybody who comes to visit, prefers it over bottled water. But the really cool thing about Berkey Water Filters is that it is a gravity-fed water filtration system. Get all the junk, all the things that you don't want in your water out of it just with gravity. There's no electricity needed, and so I know that if the power ever goes out for whatever reason, we aren't without water. It's a great solution for getting the impurities like I mentioned. We add the extra fluoride filters on the bottom. Best water, tastes delicious, told you already, or water snobs because of Berkey, and that's okay with me. Check out the link in the show notes to get your very own Berkey water filter system into your house. Their website is amazing. I'm sure you have questions. They have all the answers. There's a question and answer section, a frequently asked questions, just everything. And their customer service, I'm going to give two thumbs up to. Let's dive now into spring cleaning. And I'm going to share with you some tips, hacks, you know, for the stay-at-home homeschooling mom. How do we include spring cleaning? I'm already overwhelmed with housework is probably what you're thinking right now. And if you've missed it, there's been a couple of episodes that have to do with housework. So go ahead and scroll back on your podcast app and find the ones that say housework in it if you're looking just for some regular everyday tips on how to keep up with that when we're homeschooling our kiddos. But our focus today is on when spring begins. We've got those sunny days, the temperatures are mild, the birds are singing, and you and I, we've got a little extra pep in our step. We've got some more energy to tackle the extras that are on our to-do list. And don't tell me you don't have those. I have ones I'll admit that I carry over from week to week that might take a month or two to, to actually get done. But we get to this point in the spring and we decide we can no longer ignore the things that have been piling up from the winter. I love this time of the year when we can open up our windows The breeze flows through the house. It's warm. I can hear kids laughing and playing outside and everything just feels fresh. It just feels like a new beginning after a long and cold winter. Most years by this point, the closets in my house and the dressers in my house for my kids are full of small clothing. And hopefully they're not full of small clothing for me because that's another issue. (laughs) 
But for my kids, they're small clothing now because they've grown. It doesn't matter if they are 2 or 12 or 17. You're like, wow, okay, we're here in a new season and everything that you've worn last season doesn't fit. There's toys that are spilling out of whatever containers they're supposed to be in. Maybe the closet is, you can't even close the door of the closet. If that's you, no judgment. That happens in my house, I think, probably pretty much every year. When we think about other spaces, like the kitchen, the cabinets are barely containing everything that's in it. Things have gotten out of, out of whack. We've just been a little bit hunkered down in the winter. But now it's spring and we've, like I said, we got that pep, we got some energy, we're feeling good, the sun's out, we're feeling motivated to tackle the deep cleaning, the longer to-do list, and let's get things done. I remember one spring many years ago. My youngest is a collector, or he was a collector when he was little. Tell me if you have one of these kids. Every time we go on a field trip, go for a walk, go to a park, anywhere, he comes home with pockets full. I mean, he was a preschool or young elementary school kid. It was actually really, really cute. Drove my husband maybe a little bit crazy, but I knew he wasn't going to, I was like, he's not going to walk down the aisle when he gets married with rocks all in his pocket. So he'll outgrow it. And I was willing to, willing to go with it and to clean it up. But one fall, he came home from some type of trip with acorns in his pocket that I didn't know about and didn't really think too much about it. And so he put them in his bedroom. And if you've ever done this, if your kids have ever done this, right about now, you're starting to cringe. And this was something I kind of had to learn by trial and error and then have a conversation with him about it. I laugh about it now. They kind of get grossed out if I ever bring the story up. But come that spring... I found these acorns and I'm not going to give you details. This is a little embarrassing, but there's a reason why I'm telling you because it happens to all of us, this type of stuff, maybe not the acorns. And let's just say that in the acorns, there's little things that are living in there and they come out of the acorn. I don't know the process. Let's just say that I found the outcome of it and it was pretty disgusting. And (laughs) I'm like, I thought I was cleaning my house and keeping up with things, but When it comes to having kids in our homes, there's a lot of nooks and crannies and they seem to find all of the nooks and crannies and put things there. Am I right? Even if you have a small home, it can get to be overwhelming when you have kids and all of their things, the things that they innocently bring in like acorns. And let's just say the things that they sneak in, such as snakes, such as candy and you find the wrappers and you're like, "Mm, what is going on here? (laughs) And you can easily, I know I felt like they're just working against me, but I know that they're not really working against me. But just know that if you're finding things hidden places or not even trying to be sneaky about things, it's, it comes with the territory, comes with the territory of having little kids. And I can laugh about it now. I can laugh about the acorn and the dead bugs and everything that I found, the larva maybe. I don't even remember. I mean, I guess if I close my eyes, I can kind of picture it a little bit. It makes me shudder. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But just know we've all, we've all had that. We've all had little kids. And as a report back, he's 14 now and he no longer brings home pocketfuls of rocks and acorns. Actually, from that point on, I banned the acorns in the house. I said, you can bring them home from somewhere but they need to stay in the backyard or we need to throw them away. They're not coming in the house. But I'm glad to say that he someday, I mean, he's even going to graduate homeschool without pockets full of rocks. If you have a kiddo with a pocket full of rocks, love it. I, I love it. Okay, so let's dive into 
three specific cleaning tips slash hacks, I'm going to say, for you stay-at-home homeschooling moms, how to get the spring cleaning done. All right, let's jump in to number one, and that is to tackle one room at a time. I don't care if your house has a total of five rooms or your house has a total of 15, 20 rooms. Choose one room and just tackle that. Maybe it's a small room and you're able to get it done on a day, maybe a Saturday, or maybe it takes you a week or longer. That's okay. What I want you to do is I want you to pick a room that you want to start with. Which room is bothering you the most? Is it a common room that everybody uses like a kitchen or is it a bedroom? It really doesn't matter what room it is. I want you to get a piece of paper and I want you to stand or sit if it's possible to sit in this room, depending on the state of the room. And I want you to write down on this list, the to-do list. What do you want done in this room? Just brainstorm. It doesn't have to be in any type of order. You can take a step further and number those or rewrite it in a specific order, but just get everything out of your mind. Just stand there, turn around slowly, look and see. What all do we want to accomplish in this room? And as you accomplish these things, you can check them or cross them off the list and you're going to see yourself progressing down this list and it's going to feel really good. Some tips and guidance we'll say on what to do. First thing, declutter the room. Figure out what doesn't need to be in here. Are there things in this room that don't belong in this room, but they belong somewhere in the house? get them to that place, get them to that room. Are there things in this room we don't even need in the house? Get it out, donate it to the local thrift store, give it to a friend, or maybe it's junk and it just needs to be thrown away. Once you've decluttered, you can really see what's in this room. What is the space that I'm even working with? Once you have that figured out, then you can figure out how am I going to organize whatever's in this room. Are there a lot of books? Is it a bedroom? So there's a bed and there's a nightstand and clothing and toys and personal items. Is it the kitchen? Go through the kitchen. Go through, I'm not even kidding here, every single cabinet, every single drawer, figure out what needs to actually stay in this room and what are even things that we don't even need in this house. Once it is decluttered and organized, start at the top of the room and start making your way down when it comes to cleaning. Are there things hanging on the wall that you don't even like anymore? Take them off the wall. Replace the, you know, the print or something with something else. I found some great prints for fantastic prices on sites like Etsy and they're just downloads. I haven't printed it at Walmart. I know I've talked about this in a previous episode, I think way back when, I mean, way back when I first started a few months ago, but you can kind of look and see maybe there's cobwebs. This is what I mean. Like by start at the top, get your feather duster or just get your good old vacuum up there and start sucking those down. Get those, get all those cobwebs out. I mean, not that I know or anything. (laughs) Yes, I know. The spiders seem to come in, especially in the winter and the spring. Now, when it comes to the cleaning, what I have found is the easiest thing to do is just use simple products. I use Thieves, and this is not an endorsement. I don't have an affiliate link or anything like that, but it's just as what has worked for my family, whether it's Thieves or whatever it is. If you can use something that is just a simple product, something that everybody in the family can use, that and a couple of old washcloths and just clean everything Get everything wiped down, whether it's furniture or toys or bins uh, that hold the toys, the baseboards, windows, all of the things. Just go down your list, figure out what order it needs to go in, get uh, decluttered, organize, start at the top of the room and make your way down and just clean everything in that room. The second tip, 
is to get your family involved. Guess what, mama? You probably didn't make this mess on your own. It might even be in a room that you have nothing to do with. But your family, they live there. You can't do this alone. While they're out making a mess in another room, you're cleaning up another room. No, get everybody involved. We all are a part of this family. And like I've spoken about before, when we get our kids involved, they learn what it takes to manage a home. And someday when they have their own home, they'll know what it takes. They'll say, okay, I remember spring cleaning with my mom and this is how she did it. And they will be much more effective and be able to run a household more smoothly and start with a lot of great tips that you're going to teach them. So get them involved. You don't have to do it alone and you shouldn't have to do it alone either. As homeschoolers, we can include this as part of our homeschool day. If you want, Replace one of your lessons with spending a half an hour in this room and working together. Maybe even instead of doing school one day, you replace it with a spring cleaning day. That's okay because there's freedom in homeschooling. And for those of us who homeschool, this is a part of why we homeschool. It's teaching our children how to take care of the things that we have, the blessings that we have. We should take care of them and manage them well. So mama, I don't want you to do all this cleaning on your own. However, sometimes it's easier just to do some of it or all of it on our own. When it comes to a room, especially if it's a child's room, I remember spending my kids when they were younger, Wednesday nights, they would go to a church club. And some of those Wednesday nights, a lot of them, I would go grocery shopping. And I would also combine that with going into their bedrooms and cleaning out some of the junk. Let's just say that most of the junk were stuff that came from like from church, <laughs> from birthday parties, just little, little things that they wouldn't throw away. I'm like, this is like one of those little like hand clapper things or one of those things that you like you throw against the window and it sticks. It's like a hand. I don't know what this stuff is. It costs at Party City like five cents for each. And it's just in my house overtaking it. So I would spend time during the school year even doing that. So sometimes I know, and they didn't want me to get rid of any of this stuff, but guess what? I would take it out of the room and they never noticed. So sometimes, yes, it's probably better maybe to do some things on our own. And sometimes it actually just feels good to work on our own. Send the kiddos outside to play. It's a beautiful day. Open the window. You can hear them. You can see what they're doing and just kind of work for 30 minutes, an hour. And that can be like cathartic for some of us. I enjoy doing that. But to a degree, allow your kids to take part in the process of cleaning, even if it's just for them to put all of the books back on the bookshelf. And tip number three, are you ready? This one isn't a, I mean, I guess it's, it's practical, but this is more of a bigger picture tip. Let go of perfection. Remember, relationships over a perfect home. This season that you are in with kids and the stuff and the clutter and I sometimes just walk out of the room. I'm like, I, I, I don't, I, I've asked you, yeah, I can't, I'm at a loss of words even right now. <laughs> sometimes with them, I'm just at a loss of words and I was when they were younger as well. And just understand that there's a lot of stuff that comes along with kids. And if you're a minimalist, fantastic. I've not been successful at that with my children in other areas. I can be not fully minimalist. I don't think I could ever do that. The idea is nice though, but most of us have kids and stuff and they have toys and they have books and they have projects, especially when they're homeschooling, when you give them free time to work on things, they build things and we, we can't take them apart ever. And they have parts for this and that. And 
We just have to remember that this season in life, it won't last forever. And it's going to feel like it at times, the 10 years, 15 years or so that, you know, you're homeschooling and it can just feel like this is never going to end. There's always going to be stuff, but I can guarantee you, I can tell you from experience that there will come a time where it's not going to be so overwhelming. As an example, just a couple weeks ago, I mentioned in an episode about my boys liking to mess with the pillows on our couch just to kind of get me riled up or just, just to make me laugh at the funny creations that they do with the pillows. But before that, I mean, there was times I had no pillows on the couch because I, they would end up all over the place. It just wasn't worth it. But now in this season, I can have some pretty pillows on the couch, but they would end up on the floor. But I just looked over at my couch the other day and realized that I fluffed everything up and karate chopped the pillows. And it has sat like that for a week. Can I, My mind is just is blown over that. And you that are listening with little kids like, wait, what? First thing my kid does in the morning is take all the pillows and all the cushions off. I remember that season too. And it flies by. And it just is a, an example of how this the time goes by fast. And the reason why our couch, I mean, I actually, we have a TV in there and... <laughs> I'm I'm waiting. I'm slowly, I don't, sometimes James listens to these. So this will be like my, <laughs> this will be my one more time of, of kind of, you know, a nudging to get rid of the TV. We rarely watch it. And if we do, it's for a movie and we have, I mean, I'd be willing to put it away and just pull it out for a movie night that we do once in a while. But why am I telling you that? Because the couch is sitting there and faces the TV and nobody has sat on the couch because we haven't watched TV. So it's just, to me, it's not a practical kind of season. My kid's a little watching Sesame Street and Blue's Clues. I mean, this is like completely dating me. I don't even know what kids watch nowadays. But just know that there are seasons where you're going to get to and they don't even mess with the couch because they're too busy doing other things. They have jobs and hobbies and they're riding bikes and they're exercising and they're just running around everywhere. And so sitting on the couch or messing with my couch isn't something that they do anymore. Back to the tip three is to let go of perfection and put a focus on relationships over a perfect home. When your family and your friends come into your home, they don't care. Guess what? Spoiler alert, they don't care if your baseboards are wiped down. Now, I know that I mentioned this in the spring cleaning in the beginning. It is nice to once in a while wipe down the baseboards. Am I right? But they don't need to be wiped down every single week. You can set your own schedule of how often you want to do that. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're wasting your time if it's every week because your kids, your husband, they don't care if the baseboards are wiped down. Your friends and extended family that come into your home, what they are looking for, they are looking for an inviting atmosphere smiles on your faces, joy to uh, welcome them into their home. They don't care about the smudges on the windows. They don't care about the baseboards. They don't care about any of those things. They care about you. And yes, our home should function better if there is chaos and there's stuff everywhere and there's a lot of clutter. Yeah, that's something that we should focus on because it isn't allowing our home to function well. It's It could be impeding our family from functioning well and fully to the extent that uh, God is calling us to, to become the people that we want because there's too much stuff around us and it's overwhelming. But there's a balance between wanting it to be perfect and having a chaotic atmosphere. Let's keep the focus in that our home serves us. So your home serves you, not you serving your home. So how do we even start this? Let's go over real quick 
What the tips are, the first one is to do one room at a time, write down everything that needs to be done on a to-do list. Maybe you hang that to-do list outside the room or on the door somewhere. And as people work on those things, they can cross it off. That ties in number two, which is getting your family involved. You can't do it alone and you shouldn't have to do it alone either. And the last tip is to remember and keep this into perspective, let go of perfection and focus on relationships over a perfect home. So what are you going to do right now, mama? I'm going to pick one room. And I know that you have even in your mind right now, you know exactly what that room is, which room is bugging you the most. Do that room because once you get that room done, you're going to feel fantastic. And maybe your spring goes crazy. There's baseball starts up and there's dance recitals end of the homeschool year, and that's it for your spring cleaning. You're going to feel really good if you get that one room done, that one that's been hanging over your head, the one you're kind of, you know, given the shifty eye to, and you're like, ooh, I can't stand the way that room looks. You're going to start with that one, and you're going to write down everything you want to do in that room. And maybe you're going to get started on that room today, right now. Go do it, mama. And what I want you to do is I want you to share in our private Facebook group embrace the homeschool lifestyle community. I want you to hop over there and I want you to share a picture, a before and after of a space that you have spring cleaned. If you want to include your kids, you can do share some pictures of, you know, during the process and share them. Just think about how proud they're going to feel when they do help out. But I'd love to see those pictures of before and after of your spring cleaning projects over in the Facebook group. Happy spring, mama. Let's enjoy this change in the seasons. Open the windows, let the breeze come in and get some sunshine. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.